Custom shirts here at boygob.com now with 100% more lanterns. <laughs> Joe, how is your week and or day going? So, wait. What's going on here? So you can't even put the show on the regular page? No, we cannot go live. Oh, so I got to go to YouTube. Yes. Do that, right? Okay. I think it was a thing of Facebook trying to cover their ass. They're like, all right, if this guy's sad and depressed because he posted a picture of our Bud Dwyer four years ago, We'll ban him from going live for a month so he can't kill himself on our platform. So I would think that would be their reasoning because uh, that's a pretty stupid fucking thing. To, oh, well, you can't go live for 30 days for posting a picture of a politician. All right, then. Okay. I don't remember how I find this. Not the fancy Dan. That never works. You can go to YouTube.com and just type in Boy God and it'll pop, pop right up. So or, I'm, or. I'm type in Boy God and hey, this popped right up. Or you can, go, you can go to the uh, old Facebook page where it is already posted. If that's what you were trying to do, to share it. I am trying to share it. Well, it's already been this, done, Joe. I don't think it worked. It, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Oh, so, Joe, you're weak. How was it? Uh, it was a lot of work. 
lot of work uh, and I'm moving slow and it seems like I'm getting further and further behind every day. Why but, is that? Because I'm moving slow and work keeps coming in. Hey, we're live. Sometimes you got to know, say, hey, I just can't take any more work right now. Yeah, there was, though... uh, there was an order that came in that I didn't particularly want to do. So I said uh, I doubled my price on the quote. And uh, the dude said, sounds good. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I've been having to turn down a bunch of fucking stuff lately. Just because I know that uh, uh, when we get back. Hey, Joe, can you believe it? We have a. We have something we're doing, huh? We'll be going on a road trip. A holiday road, as they call it. Oh, oh, oh. A holiday yeah. road? Yeah, holiday road. What holiday? Uh, camp day. Oh, yes? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, I would say camp three day, Joe. Camp three? Is it the third one? Thought it was no, the second one. But it will be three days. Ah, okay. So yeah. Yes, yes. Two days on the road. Three days at camp. Well, I'm gonna say, yeah, it's gonna be two full days on the road, then a few hours the next day. But yeah. I don't really count that next day because uh sure there'll be a couple hours, but uh you know you can get other stuff done that day. That's true. Once you get back, it's like we're never even gone. It's right back to it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's some. I got to look at my schedule between now and Wednesday, and then yeah, if I'm not where I'm supposed to be, then yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to start cutting people off and saying no, sorry, can't take the work. You know, can't take your money. <laughs> sorry, I love saying no to money. Yeah, it's hard, but sometimes you got to do it. Yeah, yeah, if you can't get the work done in time or do a good job of it, then don't take the money. It's a little business advice for you listeners. Cause this is a DWBN's <laughs> terrible horror crap podcast sponsored by fast custom work shirts. <laughs> the shirt. small business insider podcast. Mm. But yeah, but that is all I've really done this week. Tom is uh work. Well, we can tell them now. Because I got the information. But we will be at Camp Zool too. I say we because young Joseph will be coming along as well. But not only that, but there will be a live DWN Productions THC podcast sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts. Where? There at Camp Zool too, Joe. Right outside of Cleve, no, Cincinnati, Ohio, at uh, Terror Town. So, if you want to go, it'll be uh, Saturday from 1 to one forty-five. So, it'll be a little bit of an abridged show. But uh, this will probably be the only one there ever will be. So, if you want to see it, come on down to Camp Zool 2 and Maybe I'll bring this box of wigs I've just been sitting on, and we'll give some wigs away. How does that sound, Joe? Yeah, that sounds good. 
Maybe we can just give the whole box of wigs to one guy and see if he can staple them to his shirt so he looks like a bear, and then we can have him eat Kyle or something. Don't worry. Tom always brings the stapler. I do, and the scissors. And the scissors, so he's got you covered. If some of you guys have like a bag of chips out there and have trouble opening it, come see Tom. I'll have the scissors. Mm -hmm. So once again, Camp Zool 2. We will be there all three days, but the uh, live podcast will be Saturday, 1 to one forty-five. So should I have shared the Facebook page, or should I share the StreamYard page? Probably not the StreamYard page. Okay. I don't Uh, know how this shit works. I don't know how you usually go live, Tom. Sure you do. You've been doing it for about a year now. Yeah, but I just come into the studio. I see. Yeah, that link I send you is so others can come into the studio. Okay. Now, but yeah. they cannot get on unless I add them. All right. So, yeah, like when I share the uh, the YouTube page, it just has a thing like press play or whatever, you know. So sure. Not, not actually live or something. It's very confusing to me, Tom. Very confusing. Because usually we have people in the comment section. <laughs> we ain't got shit, I don't think. Not today. Everybody's got to go to sleep because it's their last week of school next week. That's true. They want to be refreshed for all their finals. Well, a lot of people already did a lot of graduations. So, congratulations, graduates. Uh, The rest of your life's probably going to (laughs) suck. Might as well just watch podcasts like this. Stay in your parents' home. Just take up space and don't contribute shit. Or listen to them. Right. At boygab.com. Even though they do want you to move out. They fucking do. Tired of you. Mm-mm-mm. So, Joe, as you can see, I'm in the dark. You have been for quite a while, Tom. I'm waiting for the laughter, too, Joe, but it ain't coming. Yeah. But speaking of coming, what'd you watch? I didn't watch hardly anything. Let me turn the light on. <laughs> Can't read in the dark, can he? <laughs> I watched everything, everywhere, all at once. Lori and I traveled to the old motion picture theater, which, hell, I don't think we've been there since we saw H.P. Lovecraft's Underwater. You remember that one, Joe? I do remember that one. It's a good one. It's about water and what's underneath it. What? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. She's a beautiful man, Joe. (laughs) Don't you forget that. So everything, everywhere, all at once. This is what's being called so far the movie of the year. It's being called the multiverse movie of the year. (laughs) Well... That might be the second thing it's being called, Joe. But it's definitely, as of this recording, is being called the movie of the year. It's um, being hailed, Tom. Hailed Praised as what? As? The multiverse movie of the year. Fuck. Did you see Doctor Strange, though? It had I Professor X in it. 
I saw a it picture did. of that Reed Richards guy. Just looked like mm. some asshole in a shirt. <laughs> so, yeah, well, <laughs> not my hashtag, not my Reed Richards. So uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, it's a story about an Asian American family and uh, they're being audited by the IRS. Because for, of Asian uh, hate. Because of Asian hate. This movie was made by Joe. And it shows because they all get their necks slit. And the fucking main character goes on the ground and laps up all the blood like a dog as he howls at the moon. And oh, then so this is the remake of Men Behind the Sun. Awesome. It's not. There's no there's no highly skilled freezing effects in this movie. <laughs> Holy shit, if you think that stuff in Faces of Death look bad, go watch Men Behind the Sun. Oh no, I promise, this is all real footage. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this Asian family is getting audited by the IRS, and it's a bunch of fucking family drama and all that shit. And then uh, multiverse stuff's happening, and her husband from another universe gets in contact with her because uh, the daughter in another universe is the utmost evil and wants to take over the world, but not really. And then just a bunch of wacky shit happens. Do they play Mahjong? They don't. So yeah. it's not that realistic. But they got other shit to do. They do karaoke, though. So Okay. I mean, you got to give them that for the realism aspect. Yeah. But uh it's it's okay. Uh the family drama stuff's pretty good. But uh it just gets a little wacky and you know I don't mind fucking wacky goofy shit. But uh this just kind of gets up his own ass and just a little wacky. And then I was just like, "All right, well who fucking made this movie?" And it was the guys who made uh Swiss Army Man. So I, I was just like, oh, okay. This, yeah, I think you have. No, I it's have. It's uh, Harry Potter. He's a dead guy. Yeah, I know what it's about. I have. Oh, I seen thought it. you talked about it. All right. Was uh, you? But after a couple years after, I thought you did. No. It doesn't matter, Joe. You would love it, but this one you wouldn't watch because not only is it about Asians, but the main character is a woman. So definitely not for you. I don't want you getting into a fucking red-filled haze and start drunk driving all over. And life ain't a twisted metal movie, Joe. Life's a but bunch of Asian. Isn't Jamie Lee Jerkman in this too? Yeah, uh, she hams it up big time. That kind of took me out of it. Like I really liked the uh, family drama part of it, but I don't know. Their you humor. do like these Asian family drama flicks quite a bit. Joe, if you want a Asian-centered A24 drama movie, I would still go with The Farewell and oh. not everything, everywhere, all at once. I thought because it was Dim Sung Funeral or one of those. Dibs yeah. on a funeral? Dim Sung Funeral. <laughs> the real movie. No, no. It was called The Farewell. 
Okay, yeah. And that was that was pretty good. I mean, this one was okay. It's worth a watch. It's just uh really really overhyped and probably gets a little too goofy for its own good. I mean, there's some good stuff in there, but it's about 2 hours and 20 minutes long. Definitely could have could have cut some of that down. I was surprised though this is a mainstream movie shown in mainstream theaters cuz there was some shit in there like whoa I'm watching this at a regular ass fucking theater that's that's fucking crazy <laughs> So but it's uh, no lucky grandma is what you're saying I've never seen that I think that was one of yours Yeah you would like it because it's Asian uh, family drama but it's not A24 Isn't it maybe I don't know. Uh, this was all right. Definitely wouldn't suggest it to you for the aforementioned reasons. But if your heart is not filled with hate, maybe, maybe give it a give it a shot. It's got some all right shit in there, but there's a lot of not so great shit in there. So, uh, yeah, a goofy art house movie. When you boil it down, that's pretty much what it is. If Troma had class, Joe. <laughs> so there's that. Well, I finished up season five of Better Call Saul, which is a sort of prequel to the Breaking Bad series, but it's better, much better than Breaking Bad. Continuing with the origin of Saul. So he finally changes his name this season to Saul, Saul Goodman, and uh, it's uh, it's good. It's really good. There's some shit that there's a character in there that they make to out to be too much of a badass. You know, he's a fucking old man. He, somebody could kick his ass pretty easily, but he's made out to just be a heavy, and that shit doesn't sit right with me. Uh, but everybody else is really good in it. I mean, he's good in that character, but it just it's not believable. Uh, there's a the main supporting actress is fucking great. And she steals the show every time. She's uh probably the best actor in this fucking thing. And I guess it's been like a two year delay since they started uh, between this and season six, which just started airing recently. Because of the COVID, you see. COVID shut down a lot of productions, Tom. So, I don't know. Can they pick up two years later? You know, did somebody have a stroke? You know, and then they're they're going to look all different and everything. And the makeup person's really going to have to go to work. I don't know. I haven't seen any of the episodes yet. Because I don't think they're streaming anywhere for free. But I'll find out in a year or so when it does stream somewhere. But Better Call Saul, it's a good show. I dig it. You wouldn't dig it, Tom, because you don't like episodic television, and uh, and there is a you know character, a strong character that's a woman, so that's not your thing at all. Uh, but anybody else, go check it out if you haven't already. Yeah, I watched the first two episodes and said nope. So that's that's all I'll be watching. Joe, I watched a movie called Man Killers. Have you ever heard of it? No. 
It's a movie made by the guy who made Deadly Prey. And that's a pretty entertaining piece of shit. So Deadly said, Prey right. is the one with uh, Michael Berryman? No. No? Okay. Deadly Prey is with a bunch of people you've never heard of before. Uh, doing a very cheap version of, what's it, the deadliest game in the yeah, woods. Yeah, the most deadly game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one's pretty good. Man Killers is not. It's just uh, some tough broad. She uh, recruits a bunch of female inmates to go out into the woods and kill her ex-boyfriend. Fucking sucks. Don't. So they're only killing one man. They're a man killer. But I mean, he has henchmen and shit. Oh, okay. so, so I mean, they, they definitely can. One guy gets stabbed in the dick. So there was that. So did they get their revengeance by getting naked a lot? Not at all. Lame. I'm out. Would not recommend. Yeah, next. And then I watched uh, Slave Girls Beyond Infinity. In this one, a couple ladies walk around in jungle attire in the woods and then end up playing the most deadly game. Not that good, Joe. Would not recommend. Do they play this game to win by getting naked a lot? Yes, in this one they do. All right. Not a lot, but... But it already has the other one beat. Yes. It was slightly better for that reason, but still (laughs) would not recommend. Unless you're a John Carl Beekler fan. And you like seeing his goofy monsters. Which a lot of people yeah. are. Yeah. So, I mean, check it out for that, though. But, I mean, nothing against him. But that kind of shit never really did much for me. Like that really cheap old Full Moon Empire picture stuff. Or uh, the Mummy's Kiss. <laughs> I'm not a fan of how you slowed that down and said that title erotic, Joe. (laughs) Never again. Well, speaking of slowing things down, I watched, finished, season one of The Flash. Mm. Now, this is the second series of uh, the Arrowverse, which consists at this time, or at that time, just of Arrow, which is a show that really sucks. But The Flash is all right. It's got, you know, it's got some fun elements to it. And, uh, you know, if you've been a longtime reader of The Flash, there's a lot of stuff that they'll allude to that, hey, you know, they're not, you know, forgetting about this or forgetting about that. They're just changing it all because that's what they tend to do in comic book adaptations. There's a lot of the villains, the typical rogue Flash gallery villains like uh, Captain Cold, who looks stupid as shit. And he's Chili McFreeze. By, I forgot who he's played for, but by, but it's an actor that we've talked about. The uh, noted how much he sucks. Uh, he was in Prison Break and maybe in. Uh, oh, in that one fucking the, guy who had dildos in the Blade movie. Yeah, yeah, that guy. And the, the third he's in Blade one of the Punisher movie. movies, right? I don't know, but he's like a fucking short haircut. Fucking meat lick guy. Yeah. So that guy's in it, and uh, he sucks. And 
Uh, what are some of the – they've got Gorilla Grodd is all CGI. Um, they've got the Piper and uh, – The Pied Piper? The, the Trickster, Mark Hamill, comes back to play the Trickster because he did that in the <laughs> 1990s CBS uh, episode. And that act, episode's actually pretty good. You know, I'm not a Star Wars fan at all, but it's pretty good. It kind of alludes to both Flash stuff, old Flash TV stuff, and that Star Wars bullshit, too. So, fucking, it's a geek's delight. You know, if you're into all that shit, you're going to love that. You're going to be, like, jizzing, like, oh, fuck, he said, I, I am your father. He said it this time. Oh, uh, yeah. Overall, the show's entertaining. You know, it's nothing fucking mind-blowing. Uh, they've got, like, one character that's supposed to be a scientist. You know, she's supposed to, like, be, like, super smart. And then, but she keeps say, saying she, right? And then she'll say something stupid, like like, oh, you know, what's a what's a tesseract or something? Like she would know fucking this shit. That's you know? from Marvel. Yeah. Well, what's a what's a wormhole? Or you know, damn, <laughs> that's yeah. called a anus. Hmm. <laughs> that's a dirty wormhole. <laughs> dirty worms. Uh, but yeah. The Flash season one. I'm gonna start watching season two at some point. I don't know, but it's all right. It's all right. So I would recommend if you like cheap television. <laughs> it does look rather cheap at times. Yeah. You know what this is the CW. The CW, the Arrowverse, Tom. They call it because Arrow was the first one. You see. And who's all in this Arrowverse? I think they did a Supergirl show and then a Legends of Tomorrow show, maybe. So pretty much the DC universe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know because they did another Superman show and I don't know if that's part of it or if that Batgirl's TV show was part of it. I have no idea. What is that? Smizalvizu? Yeah, Smallsville. No, that's something different. That that was before all this shit. Because I think uh, your main man is in that one. The main man? Lobo? Yes, he did come out in a couple episodes. I didn't see those, though. <laughs> or was he was that? an Australian mate. Or was he in the Krypton show? Mm. Might have been in both. I don't watch bullshit, Joe. And I think he was in the Peacemaker show. Hmm. So what else did you watch? What a bullshit did you watch, Tom? You ever see the movie Society, Joe? Society. The Brian Usna classic? Well, Usna is a fucking genius. I don't know that I've seen this one. No, I don't think I have. Never cared for this one, Joe. But, uh, you know, I like commentaries and learning. And I liked behind-the-scenes stuff. And there was a Screaming Mad George documentary on there. Not documentary, but a special feature. And uh, the movie still isn't good. Don't don't care for it at all. It's, uh, it's about a rich white kid who uh, finds out that uh, in this high society, people fucking suck each other. And they turn into globs of people or uh, mutated body forms and they can meld together and stuff. 
And I mean, that stuff's okay, but that's just like the last two minutes at the end. It's not the greatest. Okay, they definitely expect that to be like this giant payoff for about an hour and 10, 15 minutes of who gives a fuck. It's just so it's a, a movie, movie about a guy's journey of discovery. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but they just want this payoff to be this big chunting scene. You ever heard of chunting before, Joe? No. Okay, I think you'd be into it. <laughs> and uh, it just, it doesn't go far enough. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's just pretty lame, and that payoff really isn't worth it. And, uh, you know, this commentary, Brian Usen is kind of a boring guy. Luckily, we got old David Gregory to swoop in and try and pull something out of him. Does a couple times, but not a lot. Uh not even our old boy Dave could <laughs> save this commentary. But uh, when I first listened, I was like, oh, hey, that's cool. I'll give and it a watch because was... I got to say, <laughs> using this Necronomicon is amongst the best anthology films ever made. <laughs> and he did make the best Silent Night, Deadly Night film. So. Yeah, but this, I'll, I'll say this was his first one. Ah. So, I mean,. You're a weird sex pervert, Joe, so you might dig it, but there's not a whole lot of that until the end. But, I mean, it's really just, oh, white people and my white people problems. I want to fuck my sister, but I think my dad is. Right. It's, uh, yeah. The aristocrats. So, uh, would not recommend, but... Uh, I'll give it a watch. If uh, you want the DVD or the Blu-ray, let me know. Okay. Let me know. Thanks, Arrow Sale. <laughs> Fucking pricks. I also got something else, too, but maybe we'll be talking about that in a couple weeks or so. We'll maybe. see. Maybe. We'll see. What else is there? Wormwood, you remember you just recently watched that first one in the past year or two? Yeah. With the Australian mates in Australian the zombies. zombies. Yeah. 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 They go to a little town and wait a minute, was that vampires? That was probably vampires because Wormwood mostly takes place in the woods. All right. So they don't have a lot of money. I've seen it, but. The first one, but don't really yeah. remember much about it right now. Let's just go back. They're, they're all talking like this and shit and wearing paintball gear with like spray paint splatter all over it. And that and the zombies, uh, they burp or their breath creates gas or some shit. So they use the zombies to power things. Mm. And that's Wormwood. Uh, Wormwood 2 is more of the same, but less compelling. The effects don't look as good. And, uh, I think I'm done with it, Joe. 
I like the first. I remember liking the first one, but uh, after watching the second one, I don't know if I'm ever going to go back and watch the first one and maybe taint the experience that I had because the second one really didn't have much going for it at all. Are there more than two? Uh, the second one just came out. I think they made a TV series, but I didn't watch it. But, uh, yeah, a lot cheaper. Uh, who gives a shit, really? Not not much not much was happening. <laughs> so, Wormwood 2, sorry, dogs. I would say better luck next time, but if you make a third one, I probably won't watch it unless a lot of reviews come in. It's like, hey, I know that last one was bullshit, but check this one out, mate, or bloke. And I still probably won't, Joe. So, fuck them. Did you watch anything else? Not anything else, Tom. Joe, then fuck you too. Because this movie we're about to talk about is a no good piece of shit. I fucking hated it when it first came out, and I fucking hate it now, Joe. Tom is talking about malevolence. We're going through the malevolence, the phenomena film, malevolence films. I can't even talk right now. I'm so fucking tired. Uh, Yeah. So when I first saw this, I thought, man, that's pretty good. And I haven't watched it since. And I now watched it since. And hey, that wasn't any good. Uh, This is about some brother. First of all, before we get into it, Anchor Bay was hyping this movie up for so long. Any fucking Anchor Bay movie you would get this year, which at the time was a lot. Anchor Bay is who you would go to for fucking horror movie and new horror movie releases around this fucking time. Even the old Masters of Horror on their DVDs. Fucking ad for malevolence. This was their big thing. They were promoting the shit out of it. They wanted you to see this movie, Joe. If you were a horror fan, you were going to fucking watch malevolence and love it. So what is this about? This is about uh, a group of, I don't know if it's a brother and sister or boyfriend and girlfriend because they got somebody else with them, but uh, he's in trouble with the mob or some shit, so he needs to rob a bank to get money to pay off the mob or some shit. And they do, and they do a piss poor job of robbing that bank. So they, you know, the group splits up. And they're going to meet at an old farmhouse, Tom, an old farmhouse. But there's a serial killers at that farmhouse, Tom. And is this serial killer a little boy that was abducted at the beginning of the movie? Yes. We don't know. We don't no, know. No, it is. We don't know, Tom, because he's no, wearing is. a potato sack on his Otherwise, why would they show you that at the beginning of the movie? And, you know, there's a lot of scenes like this, you know, to where... Like, say, the main character is right right here. And then, in the background, he pops up. And they do that. They do the little that they got from, from Halloween. You know, when they show fucking Michael Myers in the background. They totally lifted that shit. Uh, 
this guy's got a, a his little house that they go to. It's got like uh, rooms with bones and shit, like little bone sculptures and stuff. I'll that give kind this. Of like, the corpses, like the dried out skeleton corpses. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, those look pretty good. What are they? What the fuck are they doing in this movie? <laughs> and that is the only only good thing I could say about this no good piece of shit of a fucking movie. Fucking hate it. But continue, Joe. Uh, so yeah, so he's got bone sculptures and shit all over the place. Kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's also got some hooks here and there that, you know, if he wanted to like lift some bitch up and put her on a hook for later, he could. But he doesn't. He never does. Uh, we are treated to a lot of these shots where it's just a knife going down and it's a cutaway and then all of a sudden there's a body laying there with a knife in it or something or there's just blood you know pulling out here and there um one of the robbers he kidnaps and takes hostage a soccer mom and her young little soccer player and uh what an annoying bitch that kid was who couldn't act worth the shit she could not holy fuck uh so yeah there's the the crux in that and uh, fuck, I don't even remember. I guess the malevolence, does he kill all of them? No, he doesn't. Because the mom and the daughter, they get away and they took the fucking bank robbery money with them, Tom. They took it with them. And that's it. You know, that's like the little girl's going to bed. And all of a sudden, her uh, closet door starts to open. And there's the malevolence. He's in there. He's fucking... Maybe gonna kill him. We don't know because that's where the movie ends. No, it doesn't end there. Yeah, it does end there. I don't know. The FBI says, "Hey, there's like 87 bodies out here." You know, it's like oh, we're gonna close better, a lot of cases, but it's the malevolent. Call them up north and tell them. Yeah. Tell them there's gonna gonna be a lot of unhappy endings up here. Shut up. Hate, hate that fucking guy. That is the fucking most melodramatic fucking bullshit ever. Fucking, this movie looks like shit. This movie sounds like shit. There's fucking nothing worth looking at. Uh, It's fucking awful. Rubbish. Rubbish that deserves to be tossed in the bin, mate. It is. Fucking hate it. And I'm going to go dig around for my copy and well, I'm going to toss it in the for sale bin. You should toss it into the sky and then shoot at it. It's been a while since I did any target practice. But uh, yeah, I know I agree. This is a very, very bad movie. It's uh, not even bad where you're going to get a few chuckles or entertainment of how bad it is. Just, just like slow, slow, so slow, so boring, nothing happening. Yeah, nobody in it can act. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look good. They're, yeah, it's. Uh, I apologize. Yeah, you I got two more being... weeks to apologize because I haven't. I've, obviously, I didn't bother watching any of the sequels, but I know fucking they're not going to be good. Hopefully, we got some bounces to look forward to next week. But beyond that, I think we're fucked, Joe. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, for those of you that do want to. Watch along with us in preparation for next week. The movies can be streamed on Peacock if you have that. Peacock. I watched them on Tubi 
which fucking sucked because it makes them even longer because you got to sit through the fucking commercials. <sighs> I was, I'm yeah. really thinking of picking a fucking series. Be like, ha ha, fuck you, Joe. But <laughs> I didn't I do this on purpose, you fuck. <laughs> yeah. You did the oh, yeah. Fangoria I'm sure Tom purpose. loves the malevolence movies. Seems like something that'd be right up that fat prick's alley. Mm -hmm. No, I'm I'm gonna try and find something that hopefully at least starts out decent, and then you know it's not as good, but it's still okay. I'm thinking about it, Joe, because uh, he tried. So. He tried. We've been doing a lot of shit, and really, that's all you can do, Thomas. Try. Ready to swing into another amazing issue. When we last left Spider-Man's, he was knocked out cold by Aunt May, who turns out is shacked up with Dr. Octopus. And old fucking hammerhead, old flathead himself, flat iron head, was about to raid the house because he's got a bones to pick with Dr. Octopus. So boom, that's what happens. Hammerheads, he breaks into the fucking uh, building with his gang of old-timey mobsters, and they have to fight Dr. Octopus's henchmen who were there throwing gas grenades and stuff like that. And May, she says, man, this Spider-Man's guy was a pussy. I'm going to go call the police. Spider-Man gets up, and his ulcer is acting up on him again. So he's got some stomach pains, you know. Uh, I can relate. I can relate, Pete. <laughs> Um, so yeah uh, in the meanwhile Gwen Gwen Stacy she's looking for Peter and goes to his job you know that's fucking embarrassing your girlfriend going to your job looking for you and shit but they're a sympathetic bunch Ned Leeds says oh uh, I don't know he's maybe at this house or something and uh, Joe Robertson says yeah let's go check it out let's me Ned and Gwen go because she works here Oh, no, she doesn't. But they decide to go check it out, and there's a lot of fighting. Spider-Man's and Dr. Octopus are fighting, and then Spider-Man's and Hammerheads are fighting, and then Dr. Octopus and Hammerheads are fighting, and then Dr. Octopus tells Aunt May, I love you. Kind of. He says it kind of, and that's it. That fucking pushes Spider-Man's over the edge, and he just starts beating the shit out of octopus like a fucking you know just like a like a just like a bad guy mm. just being vicious a red-headed bad guy and mean and aunt may sees all this and she don't like it she don't like it cops show up and they arrest everybody and uh you know peter parker got gets the best part Parker's which one was that got the best part where aunt may pulled a fucking gun on him Oh, yeah, yeah, she pulls a gun on Spider-Man <laughs> and is about to shoot him. She does fucking fire, but she closes her eyes when she shoots because there's a lot of noise outside, and she misses him. His aunt took a shot at his ass. She probably should have pulled that trigger, and then the gun just come back and smack her in the head and knock <laughs> her out. Then she probably whacks the back of her head on the ground, and that's the end of old Aunt May. So at the end of it all, Aunt May tells Peter Parker, no, I'm staying here. <laughs> oh, Otto, 
he asked me to keep up with the place while he's in jail. I'm staying in my daddy's house. And that's what I'm going <laughs> to do. You go and live your life, Mr. Fucking Fancy Ass College Boy. You know, don't need me around. You got that fucking cunt over there. It's telling me to back off. Well, I'm backing off. <laughs> and Hammerhead, he stole something from Dr. Octopus Laboratory. We don't know what he is, but goddamn, is he drawn really stupid. He looks <laughs> fucking dumb. It looks like he can do a handstand without using his hands. Yeah, like like he's on a plane and like the stu- I know the stewardesses are paid to be nice, but they wouldn't walk by. <laughs> Whoa, what the fuck? <sighs> yeah, luckily we have much much more sophisticated ultrasounds and tests now that we can take care of that stuff in the womb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. uh not the worst, but this has been a whole rough three-parter. Uh, I like Dr. <laughs> He's drawn pretty cool in a lot of the panels, but overall this is just a, a mediocre story. Yeah, I noticed that there was a little more black shading on mm-hmm. some of the octopus stuff to maybe make him look a little more menacing. Yeah. So I thought that looked all right, but for me... Best part in a while, Aunt May pulling a gun. That is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I uh Aunt May pulled a gun on that hoe. That's all I could that was what this issue was about. All right, then get on with your raggedy ass. Be with that hoe. What's your name? PP? All right, PP, you go be with that bitch. <laughs> So I like that, but, you know, besides a couple of good Dr. Octopus sketches here and there. If we ever did, like, a a top ten of our favorite artists, I don't think uh, old Romita Sr. would be on that <laughs> list. Well, Joe, I'll tell you, if we ever did our uh, top ten favorite artists, Mine would probably be a little slapdashed and thrown together. Because mm. I, I was running late, you see. Yeah. So, with that in mind, Tom, do you like lists? I mean, this one was okay. I think I had to have some good names on here, but if I actually would have sat down and took time to think about it, mm-hmm. probably still be the same. I got a lot of scratch marks on my list, Tom. Because <laughs> as I'm writing it, I'd remember somebody. You know? And this is probably still not like the end all and be all if I was to really like take more time to think about it. But uh, yeah, Tom suggested we do our top 10 with honorable mentions, favorite artists. Now, I just stuck with comic book artists. I could have added like all kinds of shit like... Uh, like some magazine cover artists or, you know, just some painters or things like that. But I'll tell you this. Nobody would have Donatello on their art. <laughs> okay, let me scratch this out then. Nobody gets liked the right. Ninja Turtles too. No Michelangelo. <laughs> well, shit. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing. Except uh, I didn't do effects artists. I kind of stuck to drawlers or painters. Yeah. 
but they'll be mostly in the same realm. You'll understand. Joe, you got some honorable mentions there, bud. Honorable mentions. I have Jerry Ordway, who I believe I first noticed on a All-Star Squadron, but went on and do like uh, his run of Captain Marvel, or I guess they called it Shazam. I don't know who DC had to call it. It was really fucking good. Uh, what did they call it? Shazam. Thank you. Uh, he also like went off and image shit that thing. Uh, maybe it was three episodes of Wild Star or something like that. But you got a little bit of that image money, Jerry Gordway. So good on you. Then I have Richard Corbin, who has a very distinctive style. He's a uh, Draws like big titty bitches all the time. He's also done a few. Uh, he did a mini series with the Hulk, that was uh, that was okay. And uh, and I just like his style. He also did the Spookies poster. Sorry to hear that. Then I have Art Adams, whose art I really really enjoy. I think he's fucking amazing. Some of the shit he's done. He's also one of the first comic book artists I met. Uh, when I was a <laughs> holds a special place in my heart. Got him to sign a X Men annual and something else, maybe an issue of Long Shot or something like that. But yeah, his his shit's incredible. Then I have all the way from Japan, Junji Ito, Bless who you. draws some crazy horror comics and his art. Uh, when he wants to do like a big crazy splash page, it's big and it's crazy. <laughs> then I have Paul Galassi, who's done a lot of Batman stuff, did uh, some of the, some creator-owned stuff like Six of Sirius and uh, Master of Kung Fu. He was an uh, artist on Master of Kung Fu for quite a while, and just just a hell of an artist. Huh? If I see him, I'm gonna fuck his name on a cover. I'm gonna pick it up. <laughs> And those were my honorable mentions. Fuck yeah. Joe, he's not one of my favorite artists, but I do appreciate that he just does his style. Even though I know it's not for a lot of people. And a lot of times it looks really wacky. His interpretation of shit. The fact that he's doing his style, and when you see it, you know, I have Umberto Ramos. And then I have, I would say, the definitive Deadpool artist. A lot of these you will see. It's like, well, this guy, I don't think there's a better person to draw this character. But I have Bong Dazzo, Rest in Empowerment. And then I have Evan Dorkin. If you like little cartoony stuff where all the frames completely filled up with a whole bunch of shit, check out Welcome to Eltingville and then go to his other stuff, the TV pilot first. And then I have Justin Parker, the fine gentle fellow who made that little logo that's in the middle of our screen. 
right now. Thank you, sir. Your work is appreciated. And then I have the one and only T-shirt Jose, whose work you can find on many shirts and backs all across America and the world. And those are my honorable mentions. Thank you. <laughs> number 10. At number 10, I've got the go-to guy for all of it. That's Jack Kirby. Uh, when this guy is on, he was fucking something else and probably the most influential comic artist ever. And I do like a lot of his shit. Even though he started to go to, you know, when he got old, his art just wasn't looking as good as it was way back when he was just doing experimental shit. My number 10, I'm sure I'm going to fuck up the name because I don't speak Spanish, but I would say he is the definitive ghostwriter artist. And how do you say it? Mac? 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 Merck? I was going to say Texiera. Mark Texiera. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I didn't know how to say Mark properly. <laughs> but yeah, nobody can draw or paint fucking ghostwriter like that guy. Yeah. There's some ghostwriter shit with fucking a scarecrow. Fucking awesome. Yeah, I got him to do uh, a Frankenstein for me when we were last at Comics Palooza. Mm. Lucky you got there, because that'll be the last time. Yep. Number At nine. Number nine, I've got more, I guess, recent guys on my list, because I'm looking at my list. It's, oh, these are all old fucks. But this guy, uh, he's been in the game for quite a while, too. But uh, it's Gene Ha. He's all <laughs> DC. And independent stuff. Like, if you read... Uh, Top ten, he did the art for that, and that's a that's a really cool Alan Moore, weird ass cop comic. My number nine talked about him a couple weeks ago when I got that fancy book, and that's the Goosebumps fuck Tim Jacobus. Don't just like him because it's the Goosebumps stuff, but I like the style and how the fucking colors. You like his gradient. style. The way he dresses. Yes. <laughs> T-shirts from FastCustomShirts.com. Number eight. And number eight, I have Brian Boland. Probably best known for his... Uh, early stuff on Judge Dredd, but also did the art for, like, The Killing Joke, Camelot 3000. A lot of good shit this guy's done. Mainly does covers now. Well, Joe, we're on number eight. Mm-hmm. My number eight is Doc Hammer. One half of the people people one half of the team who created the venture brothers 
but not just for that. He's a pretty good painter, Joe. He paints a lot of disappointed women. I would suggest checking it out. I'm sure you'll see a lot of familiar faces. <laughs> and number seven, I have Alex Ross, the painter. He's done covers and posters and shit for just about everything at DC and Marvel. And uh, I just think his shit looks fantastic most of the time. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. He did a series of uh, the Universal Monsters, and if you haven't checked those out, look them up. Those are pretty good. Hey, go look them up, okay? Yeah, look them up. I like his style, as Tom would say. I'm going to fuck this one up, Joe. But I couldn't find any of the artist's names, so I'm just going to give a shout-out to the company Bystol. Bastille, you know, those fucks who made all those fucking Halloween decorations with the pumpkins and the skulls and the witches. They were just those paper cutout ones. But that's some good classic Halloween art on there, Joe. So yes. everyone who contributed, you made the list. Good <laughs> for you, you old dead fucks. At number six, I have Jack Davis, who did a lot of work for the EC comics. You know, Tales from the Crypt, Shock Suspense Stories, um, the sci-fi one. I can't remember what their sci-fi thing was called. You like drawing but, uh, those sweaty black guys. Yeah, he did. did. Or just some, some goopy-looking zombies or shit like that. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. What are we on? Six. Number six. My number six is a tie, Joseph. But when I tell you, you understand. This was a team who worked together a lot. They made a lot of like fantasy shit and barbarians and shit like I don't give a fuck about. But they also did a set of Marvel Masterpiece cards, Joseph. And those Marvel Masterpiece cards, boy, they were something to behold. So my number six is the team of Leho and Bill. That's my number six, you see. I got to say, I wasn't impressed by... Those Marvel Masterwork cards, as you were, I thought they're called Masterpiece. You son of a bitch! Was much better than that. I thought the the stuff Joe Jesco did for that set was. We'll get to that, Joe. Just fucking relax, you son of a bitch. Okay. Five. Five. I have Barry Windsor Smith. We're in popularity doing those early Conan the Barbarian things for uh, for Marvel. Also, he did uh, some key issues of uh, of the X-Men. And most recently, this copy of Monsters, which is just fucking mind-blowing. The amount of detail and cross and hatchwork he has on it. Great well, I haven't shit. got to read it yet, but it's right there still. 
with the got a family ones, drama. But... I don't know if it's for you, Tom, because they're not Asian. They're just you know white folk. Well, and there's black folk too. I hold that up again, like I should have before. Mm-hmm. Where, well, Joseph? Number five. I got Joseph just goes. Another gentleman who was doing the Marvel Masterpiece cards thought his artwork was a little bit better since he was only one person. He's a little low on the list, you see. Yeah. He also did some actually covers for uh, Savage Sword of Conan. You wouldn't have fucking Savage. I don't know why all these fucking painters want to paint swords and conans and shit, but it seems like they all do. That's the paying gig. Well, I'll tell you who didn't make my list, that Frank Fazetta son of a bitch, because that's all he fucking did. You should have made some Marvel Masterpiece card, you son of a bitch. He didn't make my list either, but he had his own set of cards. Hell, I didn't buy them hoes. Um... And yeah, he's incredible, but he did not make my list. But at number four, I have a guy who was a big fan of wrestling, especially if it was women dressed up like superheroines, you know, and ripping each other's clothes off and pinching each other's titties and all that. <laughs> we don't know if that happened, Joe. <laughs> and that is George Bettis, who Bless uh, you, who did. Uh, uh, shit about everything, you know, had an incredible run on the Avengers, uh, Teen Titans, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Starfire. He, he wrote and uh, drew Wonder Woman, and shit was amazing. The guy could just fill up a panel with so many people. We kissed his ass enough last week, but he's number four this week. From what I also heard, he could fill up a pocket because he was a thick man. <laughs> He's a Hawaiian shirt wearing guy. <laughs> Num- number four, we're going with one of my countrymen. No one could draw the clown like this fellow. No one could draw old Sam and Twitch like this fellow. And there's a Gregory Capullo. Good stuff. Hot stuff. Don't give a fuck about Batman. Sorry, dog. What the fuck else did he do, though? Not a good spawn shit. That's what I know him from. Okay. At number three, I have Bernie Wrightson. Created mm. or co created my favorite comic book character, The Swamp Thing. Uh, and his uh, Frankenstein illustrated novel. That shit's amazing. This guy was just a badass. He could draw like a motherfucker. Mm. My number three, if you want classic comic book art, this is who I would go to. And I would say he draws the definitive Hulk. And that would be Lee Weeks. 
that first issue of The Tempest where Hulk's walking out of the ocean and it's raining on him. Probably the best Hulk image that's ever been produced, in my opinion. Thank you. I also had an incredible run on Daredevil and mm. uh, and Captain America. The guy can draw really great. And Gambit. Teehee, mon ami. Yeah, he did. Fuck. And have Michael Golden. Uh incredible cover artist did a lot of badass covers for gi joe did the original uh 10 issues of the micronauts and then he's randomly here and there does an annual here you know uh a mini series there doesn't have a prolific yeah. amount of work but but it's amazing it's amazing his shit you and the micronauts i swear well joe my number two, what can I say? Product of my time. And that is Todd McFarlane. Whether it's Spider-Man or Spawn, doesn't matter. And I'm going to be in the minority here, but I think he has one of the better Venoms. It's not all about having that big, crazy tongue and shit. So that's what I got, Joe, for for number two. And now we're here, number one. This is just too hot to touch. So how do you like mm. his, uh, um, whatever that other comic he's done in the past five Haunt. Years. Haunt. Haunt. It's almost Spawn, but his costume's white. That's what I figured. It was all right. I read yeah. about the first seven issues. It was okay. I didn't he can get draw. He can't seven, write for so. shit, but yeah. <laughs> but he can draw. I do if you'd like, like enjoy a signed his run. copy. Let me know. Of Haunt? <laughs> okay. Yes, Haunt issue one. I'll pass. Signed um, by Ryan Stegman. But his uh his brief run on Incredible Hulk is really great. Yeah. And his one I issue of G.I. Joe. How and is his run Micronauts? Infinity Incorporated for DC. And I think one or two issues of Batman Year Two. I don't know. But yeah, uh, Spawn, I've got a few issues. I should get rid of them if I can. Mm. I don't know if anybody buys that shit. But... Uh, Man, it was just so horrible and stay with it. Mm, mm, mm. But at number one, You're Tom. Racist. Number one. Rick Veach. Yep. He took over Swamping after Alan Moore left, took over doing the story and the art, and I think he did an even better job than he did. He does he's done stuff for Marvel and mainly he's done his own stuff, like the incredible brat pack. Followed by the Max Immortal. And now, now, he's got Boy Max Immortal. <laughs> oh, shit. At least I know why you were pushing Brat Pack so hard a couple years ago. Great shit. Great shit. I, uh... I own a couple of his pages from uh, his run of Swamp Thing, and then I have a 
just I guess up for uh, Captain America that has Captain America and the Falcon on it. Mm. Hold on to those, cherish those. I do. I do. A lot of industry veterans love the beach, and when they're all dead, you won't have anybody to sell those pages to, Chuck. Probably not, but that's okay. Fuck. Well, Joe, my number one is going to come as no surprise. So I'm just going to say it. It's Stan the Man Lee. Without him, no art would be possible ever. <laughs> So, Joe, next week, what are we doing? We are doing our top 10 cop shows or movies with cops. About cops. I'm just writing cops. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this extremely dark episode. The termites are swarming like a motherfucker, so we got all the lights off in the house, and I'm just lighting this room with a computer screen. Hopefully next week it'll be all right. Had to stop working because they were invading the shop and maybe be able to get some stuff done tomorrow. But again... I would say if you missed it, you didn't because nobody tuned in live because you're all smart, smart people. Remember Camp Zool 2, and that is the only live event we will ever have to promote for this podcast. But besides that, you can head on over to dwnproductions.net. Look, but don't buy because I'm going to have a busy June, even though I could use the money. Save that. Save that for when I could could use the money and I don't have any work holding me back from taking said money. But after that, you can go to fastcustomshirts.com uh, peruse. Look, if you want to order, be warned that shit is not going out fast. Like uh, we said at the beginning of the show, I am moving slow still and uh Things are getting taking forever to get done. They will get done, but uh, don't hassle me about it, or I'm just going to cancel your order because I'm, you know, I get kind of pissed uh, at myself for moving so slow. But I'm going to take it out on you. Um, and yeah, that's it. That is it. We will see some of you in person, like Sam said, live in front of a studio audience in just a couple of weeks. Camp Zool 2, dwnproductions.net, slowcustomshirts.com, and boy, God. The song,